Pastor Michael E. Tom. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly E. Tom, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or a teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael E. Tom, that's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem, or through our Women of the Divine Faith or other ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get into the word. We know our theme for this year, Bethlehem. Amen. Amen. Mario, you walked in just at a good time. Hey, we want to share tonight. We're doing something a little different, okay? And uh, everybody else had an opportunity to share kind of how that day has been. And uh, you want to share before we get into the, the word right now? How, how was your day? Can y'all hear him in the back? He talks louder. <laughs> that's a little, a little too, well, that's a little too much information, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> So was that a good part of your day or a bad part of your day? Uh, all, all that's good when I'm outside. Okay. All right. You got an elephant, brother? What, boy, they got elephants in Paul's Valley? Wait a minute. <laughs> Got a text? What what did what did text? What she te- te- what did she text you? You remember? It was something from Colossians. Okay. What was it? Amen. Okay, you got 30 seconds, brother, because you're taking too long. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you for sharing, brother. I'm glad you just, the Lord just put it on your heart to share tonight. (laughs) 
All right. Well, again, we want to thank you for being in the household of the Lord tonight. Uh, our, uh, our theme this year is getting it right, and uh, we believe, and we stand on the verse, First uh, Peter 4.17, for the time has come for judgment to begin in the house of God. And uh, so we're standing on that all year, and we want to get it right here at Bethlehem and, and uh, continue in his walk. Uh, we're continuing our series uh, tonight. Um, our series, uh, really, we, 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 the Lord led me to do it all month, I mean all summer. And we want to encourage you to maintain. We want to encourage you to don't quit. We want to encourage you to let us not become weary in doing good, for in the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Uh, Galatians 6, 9 uh, uh, in the NIV. We want you to never give up. Never give up. Amen? Amen. We want you to never give up. And under that heading... We're going to talk about tonight that you are not alone. You are not alone. And we're going to be looking at John chapter 16, verse 29 through 33. John chapter 16, 29 through 33. And uh, you have your handouts. And uh, let's read this out loud together at the same time on three. One, two, three. the Father. Jesus and Cyprus say, now you are speaking clearly and I'm free to speak. Now we can see that you know all things and you know that you believe and you have a quote, quote. This text doesn't mean Jesus replied, the time is coming and the fact has come you will shut your own home. Hey man, you may be sitting in the household of the Lord. I'm going to do something different tonight. I'm going to teach. I'm going to teach. I don't think I've taught here much other in preaching. And uh, I, I just want to teach tonight. Uh, and uh, when I say I want to teach, I really mean I want you to help me to teach, okay? <laughs> um, tonight we're going to be talking about you are not alone. You are not alone. And we're going to talk on around three points from this text. We're going to talk about take peace. We're going to talk about take problems. We're going to talk about take persistence. And we want Christians to know tonight that Christians should take God's peace to persist through the problems of this world. Christians should take God's peace to persist through the problems of this world. Um, and we're looking at really that last verse. I have told you these things so that you uh, that in me you may have peace in this world, you'll have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. 
So anybody here as we open up tonight, I was I was trying to see if anybody had any trouble today. And uh, I did sister told her that her trouble started at night when she couldn't sleep. And uh, and when you can't sleep, it just it just messes up for me anyway, just your your whole day, your whole day. Is there anybody else here tonight want to share some trouble maybe they had? Uh, has anybody ever had any trouble here? Am I just talking to myself? Anybody want? <laughs> Every first of the month is trouble for me. Amen. Because why is that? <laughs> That's when you hand over your money <laughs> and you give it to somebody else. <laughs> amen, amen. So, uh, so you know what it's like to have some trouble. A- amen. And uh, most of us don't like it. You know, sometimes it's not the end. It's sometimes it's not the beginning of the month. It's the middle of the month. We done ran out of money for the month. Hello, somebody. <laughs> yeah, for the rest of the month, you're like, Lord, I'm a, I ain't got no gas money, Lord. <laughs> you said you were Jehovah Jireh. <laughs> but Texaco and Shell, they, they ain't giving out gas on a prayer. Hello, somebody. Is there anybody else that just had any trouble maybe today or within the week that they feel comfortable sharing? Anybody else? Your work is going real good. The boss treating you well. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. 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 So that's a stressful situation, but you, you and, and something you didn't ask for, you know. And uh, so we'll definitely be praying for you. But that is definitely trouble. You're in a position, and they ain't trained you, and uh, just put you out and threw you in the deep end, and, and you got to learn how to swim. <laughs> and you said, "I can't swim." <laughs> I think that was a song back in the day. Never learned to swim, but anyway, sorry, sorry. Let me bring it back. Let me bring it back. <laughs> But yeah, have you ever been in a situation, been put in an impossible situation, something you hadn't asked for, 
and nobody's telling you what you need to do, and you just got to figure it out on your own. Now, that's trouble. That's that's trouble. Talking about stress. I think that's what the kids call stress. <laughs> so we'll be praying for you in that. Uh, anybody else? Somebody else want to share uh, maybe a, a, a situation, a circumstance where they've had some 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 issues, some issues. Okay, then we'll move on then. Okay, okay, but uh, but we all know, and whether we share it or not, we we've all been put in impossible situations and in troubles, and 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 God has said tonight in this lesson that you are not alone. Wow, that's that's deep. That's deep, especially when you're in trouble. It seems like that when you're in trouble, that that's the time that you that you feel the most alone. You know, when things are going well, you know, you, you, you know, whether you realize it or not, you, you know, you praise God and, and everything is good and and, and and you glorify God. But but it's it's hard, it seems, to find God. At the beginning of the month. Hello, somebody. It's hard to, 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 to find God in impossible situations you've been put in. It's hard to find God when, 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 when you can't have that peace to sleep through the night. But then God has the audacity in the text tonight to say that you are not alone. Because a lot of times, a lot of times we, we, we've got to come against this false theology. Most of the times we think that, that, that God is only with us when things go well. When everything is going good. But God says, and, and he, he, he hit on this uh, Sunday when we talked about the uh, practicing the presence of God or, uh, or, or very present help in a time of trouble. Um... But Jesus said tonight that you are not alone. And he, and he wants us to take peace, number one, because if we take peace, then we can endure most anything if we have peace. Okay? And then he wants you to do something that most people, and especially in the realm of Christianity in our day and time, take problems. Now, I don't want to take no problems. <laughs> But the text tonight is telling us to take problems and to take persistence. Hello, somebody. Let's hear what Spurgeon had to say about troubles. Spurgeon is a man of God that lived a while back. Let's see what he had to say about trouble. Next Christian, uh, turn thine eye 
Amen. So God wants us to know that how we handle our, our troubles is that he wants us to take peace. To take peace. And, uh, you know, as I prayed about this thing, and I was like, Lord, help me to explain this in a way that I've never explained it before. An illustration of peace. And he laid upon my heart that maybe one of you can give an an example of what peace is or maybe a definition of what peace is. Can anybody within the sanctuary tonight define peace? And if you can define it, can you tell me what you can do with it? Why, Why is it so important to have peace? Anybody? I'm teaching tonight, not preaching. I'm teaching. So that means y'all got to help out. <laughs> Anybody? Peace. I see if everybody can hear it. Turn it. Amen. Peace is is comfort in letting go. Wow. <laughs> letting go. Wow, wow, wow. Now if we define that peace, that part of what he called peace, letting go, uh, then what is it that you're letting go of? Anybody? Things that bother you. Hello. Okay, go ahead. Give us an example, Sister Tom. 
Things you can't control, you let it go. Peace is another good thing that she said. Is not wearying. is not weary. Okay, let's sister, sister. Peace is that calmness in the midst of, of, of what's going on. And, 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 and that's why in the text, Jesus is telling us, before he talks about the problems, he says, take peace. <laughs> take peace. <laughs> Payment plan, brother. Payment plan. <laughs> How do you? What do they say? What is it? <laughs> yeah. What do they, what do they say? How, how, how do you? How, how do you uh, uh, swallow uh, uh, eat an elephant? <laughs> so don't take it all up one piece at a time. Payment and talk to some of us a little later. Amen. <laughs> But God is saying tonight, though, take peace. And, 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 and you, got, you all gave excellent illustrations of, of what peace is. It's a calm. It's a not wearing. It's a, a letting go. The old folk used to say, let go and what? Let God. Let God. I always 
notice that that some of the stuff that it seemed like when you know when you're growing up and you're around it, it seemed kind of cliche. But the more I grow in the Lord, I'm saying, boy, they were profound, profound. And uh, so tonight the text says, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. And I like this part of it. In me you may have peace. In me. Jesus saying, in, in, in me you may have peace. See, you, you may not get peace talking to somebody else you know uh you may you, you you may not have peace having you talk to some of the same people that, that they going through the same thing you are and where you are and they may not see the end of the road and they may get you to panic <laughs> yeah you'd be worse off for talking to them <laughs> but uh in me jesus says you will have peace he says here, and we got a video next that's going to explain that a little bit more. But next it says in John 14, 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be what? Troubled. And what? And do not be afraid. That's that's something about trouble and fear that comes. Say <laughs> they, they twin brothers. <laughs> if you got trouble, fear is right there. But Jesus said, "What he says? Do not let your what hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid." A little later, he's going to tell us to take heart. To take heart. But let's look at this, uh, getting back to this point. In me, you may have peace. And this young man, I, I don't know if he's a preacher or not, but he seemed to have a real a heart for the Lord. And I like some of the things that he said. I just want you to kind of look at it. Look at what and hear what he says. Peace. <laughs> so, God first in the text want us to take peace. Now, some of y'all can get up and walk out right now. That's what God wanted you to know. <laughs> you got what he wanted you to have. <laughs> take peace. But another part of this is you're not just taking peace for nothing. You have to take that peace back to your problems. Wow, that's deep, that's deep. You got to take peace back to your problems, okay? Uh, and, and point number two, take problems. Uh, God says it in his word. I mean, it's clear. And, it's, it's, it, and, and the old folks says if he said it, that settles it. In this world, you will have what? trouble do you understand that sometimes we are like surprised we're like overtaking we're surprised Spur Spurgeon said that you know 
Don't you know you're a Christian? You're, you're, and when you accepted Christ, you, 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 you change sides. Okay? And you're no longer of this world. You're just in this world. And, and, and there's a whole other kingdom that may be coming against you. And, and he's trying to use all of this trouble to get you to quit. Trouble to isolate you. Trouble for some to literally try to take your life because you have troubles. And the truth of the matter is we all have troubles. Uh, the only difference is, is how we handle the troubles. I, I like to use this illustration in marriage. They say marriage, the only difference between a good marriage and a bad marriage, it, it, they say that they both, both of the marriages have the same amount of conflict. But the only difference between a good marriage and a bad marriage is how you deal with the conflict. Okay? And the only difference between a good Christian and a bad Christian is how you deal with your troubles. Some Christians allow their troubles to uh, even cause them to want to become an apostate, to give up on God, to stop the Christian walk, to give up, to throw in the towel. You know, make you want to give up ministry. You know, if there's a preacher listening, young preacher, a pastor, if you ever end up being one of them, don't you know you're going to have trouble? It comes with the territory. You're a Christian. You're going to have trouble anywhere you go. You're going to have trouble. But the only difference between a good Christian and a bad Christian is how you deal with the problem. So, can anybody give me an illustration in their life where something good came out of you taking trouble? That doesn't make any sense, does it? <laughs> well, you said, okay, I'm, I'll deal with it. You took the, the trouble. Is that anybody has ever done that? Volunteered for it. Anybody? No? That's interesting because most of us ain't going to volunteer to take no trouble. <laughs> like Sister Trace in her job situation. She didn't volunteer for that. <laughs> it just happened. <laughs> but uh, sometimes you just wake up and you're in trouble. I, I like to put that, that, that illustration of Daniel. Daniel was nowhere near when an edict was passed that all the wise men in the land would have to die because they couldn't interpret this man's dream. It was an impossible situation because the man wouldn't even tell you the dream for you to interpret it. Something that ain't never been done. It was impossible. Daniel woke up and he was a dead man walking. But some problems you volunteer from, some problems you got to take just to survive. Hello, somebody. And he had to take that problem, that trouble, he had to take it to survive because if he didn't take it, everybody was going to die. Woo. That's pretty deep, isn't it? But Daniel, the key to Daniel was 
is that he knew a God that could do the impossible. And I want to tell Sister Tracy that tonight. You're in a situation impossible. Nobody tell you nothing. You just don't. You just at wit's end. You nobody tell you. Hey, Daniel, <laughs> depend upon the Lord. God can give you answers. I mean, it was just in a just a complete just. It's silly. How you want me to interpret your dream? You won't even tell me your dream. You know, usually you tell me a dream, then I interpret it. Impossible. But God is a God that can do the impossible. Do you believe that? I believe, I just really do believe it. I believe he can do the impossible. And, and But you've got to depend upon him and say, hey, I'm going to take this drug. I'm going to take it. And I'm going to take it to the Lord. <laughs> the old folks say, take it to the Lord in prayer. And leave it there. And we're going to pray tonight. We're going to do some taking some of this stuff. To We're going to take it. We're going to own it. I'm, I'm here. I didn't ask for it. But I'm here. It's an impossible situation. But the preacher said, but God. And he wasn't even preaching tonight. He just said it. <laughs> in a plain voice. In this world, you will have trouble. Jesus says, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Uh, um, Acts 14, 22, Strengthening the disciples and encouraging them to remain true to their faith. It says we must go through many what? Hardships to enter the kingdom of God, they said. We've got to go through. I, I, like, I, like, I like it says, it didn't say that we have to live in many hardships. Okay. It says we've got to what? Go through it. Which means... Uh, as a young folk used to say, you got to keep it moving. <laughs> That's a great the- the- theologian from Atlanta that said, move, get out the way, get out the way. <laughs> got to keep it moving. He says, you have to, you, we must go through many hardships. You don't hear this on TV. Sometimes you hear all that stuff and fluff on TV and you think there's something wrong with you and your Christianity. No, it ain't you. It's them. They trying to make your money. <laughs> they live in large off your money. <laughs> Hello, but a true Christian, again, Spurgeon said, we're not of this world. We have a whole nother kingdom. So, so we've got to learn to, to take problems. That's, just take it, deal it, deal with it, handle it the best that you can and don't quit. No, do the best that you can and don't quit. Say to your neighbor, neighbor or neighbor, do the best that you can and don't quit. Now do the best that you can, give it, take it to the Lord. And don't quit. Keep showing up. I think there was somebody very wise that said, 
70% of victory is just showing up. <laughs> just show up. That's one thing I can do. Back in, back in school, I was never the smartest in class. Okay? I was never the smartest. But I was always there. <laughs> And I was always on time. Perfect attendance in some of my classes. Because <laughs> he showed up. And and that's what you got to do in life, in this life. You just you 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 love the Lord. You the Lord to save you. You just gotta keep showing up. Just keep showing up. In impossible situations. Just keep showing up. Part of that song that 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 is that is our theme song. Stand, I'll stand even when life has got me down. When my hopes and dreams are nowhere to be found, still I'll stand because I know I'm too close to give up. Now I put it all in your hands and just what stand. And that's what you got to do. Take them problems some bosses give you. That's impossible. When I was working in the corporate world, they always gave me the impossible thing. <laughs> I had to deal with the impossible people. Nobody else could deal with them. <laughs> they sent them to me. <laughs> and, and, and it was my job. God had me there for this, for this season, for this time. I take problems. Take them to the Lord, okay? And, 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 and deal with what you can. And you're going to have hardships. You'll have hardships. But you can make it through. The answer may not show up today. It may not show up tomorrow. It may be next year sometimes. And you figure that I finally paid it all. Hello, somebody. <laughs> and then you be glad. Some of y'all have what, what folk call rich folk problems. <laughs> hey, guess what? Uncle Sam don't mess with nobody, ain't got no money. <laughs> as long as you broke, you ain't got to worry about it. You start making a little money. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Anyway, <laughs> take from take him to the Lord. He he can handle it. He can. Handle. You are not alone. You're not alone. Amen. Lastly, uh, this little video is a, a bit wordy, wordy, uh, but it has a lot of good scripture in it, and uh, I think you can read it at a good pace. And I pray that it ministers. Uh, to you. Hey man, you are not alone. Lastly, God wants you to take persistence. And we've been trying to encourage you, encourage you this throughout uh, tonight take persistence take heart Jesus said take heart exclamation point I have overcome the world it's like the young man said 
in the video previous, if Jesus has overcome the world and I belong to him, that means that I have overcome the world. Amen? If I, if, if I came from a rich family, if my last name was Trump, I may have never seen a bank account, but I would just assume that I'm rich too. Because <laughs> I have the same last name. <laughs> And that's what God is trying to tell you tonight, to take persistence. Don't give up. You can make it. Take heart. And I want to sit down on this one because I'm trying to teach tonight. You know, when I stand, I preach. <laughs> can anybody give me an example of how you've taken heart? Maybe even before the situation changed, you you took heart. What does that mean? To take heart. Tell me. To what? To say that without lie, everybody can hear you. Accept that the situation will be handled. Amen. Anybody else? Take heart. What does it mean? Except that the situation is handled, that means to take heart. Anybody else? Hello, don't worry. It seems a bit kind of elementary, don't it? Yes, don't worry. <laughs> Come on now, just don't worry. I think having faith in God makes you look a bit naive. You know, I think about when I was a kid. You know, I didn't come from the best of places, but I don't ever remember worrying. I didn't worry about what I was going to eat. All I did when I got hungry, I just did what? Ask mama. <laughs> when we going to eat? <laughs> My wife gets tired of me asking that today. <laughs> when when we gonna eat or what we gonna eat? When we gonna stop and eat? It never appeared to me. It put my mind and my mindset that there could possibly issues with having food. And I think if you had that kind of background, it may not have been perfect. At least it's blessed because there are some folk that didn't grow up like that. Uh, else? What does it mean to, to take heart? Just means just don't worry. What else? Ooh, I like that. Ooh, that sounds like a preacher. Endure triumphantly. Wow. Not just endure. You know, a regular person would say endure. But the, preacher, the preacher said endure triumphantly. Man, I like that. I love that. To endure triumphantly. What? Even though you got problems, you can endure triumphantly. You 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 can even though you have problems. I'm looking at Tracy. Even though we have problems, we can endure triumphantly. Is she shaking her head? What she? 
<laughs> take, take heart. It's somebody else. To endure, don't wear it. To endure triumphantly. What else? Mm. Stop and seek him. Wow. Because if you wear it, that means you are not probably seeking him. If you're not enduring triumphantly, that usually means that you are not. Isn't Peter a good example of that when in the midst of the storm? I mean, it was storming before he stepped over and walked on the water. Right? And, and he took his eyes off of Jesus and then he began to sink. And that's what happens with us uh, when we take our eyes off of Jesus or when we didn't have our eyes on him in the first place. Because many times some of that, some of the reasons that's some of the reason why we have trouble is because we didn't have our eyes on him in the first place and we decided to figure it out and do it ourselves and we suffer the consequences of what we've done. But regardless of how we got into the trouble, endure triumphantly. God may not put you in it, but I, I can almost guarantee you he wants to show you out of it. Hello, somebody. Let me say that again. That sounds pretty wise. And I'm not preaching tonight. <laughs> he may not have put you in it, but he surely would love to show you out of it. If you turn to him. Take heart. Somebody else. For E word for take heart. Which. Amen. What did you say? Say it again. Be courageous. Or be encouraged. Hello somebody. Courage. Encourage. Hello somebody. Encourage. Encourage. Be courageous. Take heart. God's got it. He's got it. Take heart. He used that term another time in, in Matthew 9, 2. Uh, For some men brought to him a paralyzed man laying on a mat. Uh, when Jesus saw their faith. I like that. I always like when Jesus saw their faith. Wow. When Jesus saw their faith. He said to the man, what? Take heart, son. Your sins are forgiven. Take heart. Was he just saying just words to him? Take heart. What, what happened next after he told him to take heart? He did what? He got up and walked. Hello, somebody. <laughs> That's a prelude to a miracle. Take heart. That's your prelude to a miracle. God is saying tonight for somebody, for somebody to take heart. He wants you to have courage. So he says, encourage. Be encouraged. Take heart. See, when you don't have courage and you're not encouraged, you're in fear. We've been talking about that all tonight. We've been, been in fear. You don't have peace of mind. No peace. <laughs> and you still got the problems. <laughs> God says to us tonight, 
take heart. Endure triumphantly. Do you want to say something? He's, he's trying to build our faith muscles with our problems. Amen. Trying to build our faith muscles with our problems. Hmm. Hmm. Well. Hmm. Hmm. Amen. Nothing, nothing can get you closer to God than trouble. <laughs> I always, I'm like that. Man, I wish I wasn't like that. But when I'm in trouble, I know how to pray. <laughs> you ain't got to ask me to pray. You know, and I guess it's kind of determined on your heart because some people, they get in trouble and they don't pray and they fall to the wayside. He said that the statistic says that most ministers that go into the ministry are out within three years. What's going on? I tell you what's going on. Trouble. <laughs> Dealing with God's people. Hello, somebody. Ask Moses about it. <laughs> Trouble. They're not prepared. They sing you go to school and they teach you how to how to you know how to how to use the word. They 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 teach you in the ideal of the way things should be. And then you get out and boom. You have to deal with the things that the that the, the way they are. Like 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 the Bible says, you know, that the past is supposed to be, you know, the passing of deacons supposed to be. A deacon, literally a Greek word, means servant, a waiter. You run into some churches and you got some folk that they don't think that they're servants sitting on this front row. Hello, somebody. They think they're corporate people. <laughs> and you run into that. And you know the way it's supposed to, they're supposed to be. Here's the reality of what it is. But the truth of the matter is, is that if you were called by God... <laughs> Hello. I don't know if there's preachers uh, listening or not. I know some in here. Well, I ain't going to say how many, but. <laughs> but I want you to know that that's the reason why you, if, if, if you're called by God, how can you have a man to uncall you? That's ungodly. You spend all that time to be prepared for the ministry and then you're out in, in, in three years. Who called you? The only reason I'm in the ministry is because God called me. And guess what? He didn't give me a choice. It's the last thing I wanted to be. 
<laughs> and to do. <laughs> was the number one was a preacher, and then I definitely didn't want to be a pastor. <laughs> but I didn't have a choice. God called me. And if God, and if I heard the voice of God, I got to be obedient to God. And, and, and I have to, I tell ministers and preachers all the time, you want to be successful in ministry? Leave God's people alone. <laughs> you say, what does that mean to leave God's people alone? Because a lot of times you go into in, the ministry and you're arrogant. You come into place and you, you think you should be the man. I call him Mr. Johnny come lately. <laughs> And, and, and let me give you a little secret to, to ministry. I tell folks, I've been here six, working on seven years. I've got some people in this church that's been here 40, 50, grew up in this church. Now, who's Mr. Johnny come lately? <laughs> Don't you think I might also kind of listen to some of the concerns that they may have. Don't, don't, don't this autumn be a team? I don't come in here as, I'm the man. I'm the preacher man. God called me. <laughs> the teamwork. So anyway, I, I hate, I went off. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I don't have a choice. I don't have a choice. I, it's like Jonah. Jonah didn't want to preach. What happened? <laughs> he, he ran the other way. Got spit up by a fish right where he was supposed to be. <laughs> he ran the opposite way. <laughs> God spit him up right where he's supposed to be. And he and guess what? There was a revival that happened after that. <laughs> so, uh, but regardless of what you're facing, whether it's ministry, whether it's in the corporate world, whether it's in the education environment, whether it's in service, God says, take courage, be persistent, and do triumphantly. Don't worry. Let go. But these are all great words tonight. <laughs> and, uh, oh, I've run over time. <laughs> Teacher takes longer, I guess. <laughs> but anyway, we've all said tonight, God wants you to know, you are not alone. And like I said, it's a Hello again, this is Pastor session. Michael Eaton. I've been your host it for today's program. And before we sign off, we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship so with God. Sweet. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up just their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms, and his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. 
But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for my sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And praise the Lord. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing. For now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of the living King, you have to find God's family. And that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. With love. Believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem again. We're at 311 North Dunbar in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. And if you're listening throughout the world, listening throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China, we're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home. A baby born needs to be a baby born in the family because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home and put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Lee Tom, the senior Lord. pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If if your life is changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to thank God for how he's working in your life, but we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've called in this program Vision to Reality. And This is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.hearGodsWord at Bethlehem.com. And you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or... Uh, 
just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality, and that's where you can give to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did. it. He raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God. And I believe God can do it for us. And we want you to give. Once again now, if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to vision to reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, state of the arts, build a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.